Let's move on to swimming now. Two future Olympic swimmers working hard to stay positive during the lockdown. Uh, they are from Itnach, from Utenaik. Uh, swimmers Alaric and Allard Besson. They are twins. Thanks very much for joining us, gents. Thank you. Uh, Always a pleasure. I want to start with, where do we start with? Allard, I want to start with you. Alaric Alaric has a Wikipedia page. You don't. How do you feel about that? Um, I never really even noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't find any um, jealousy or toward whatever he has. So, yeah. 24-year-old twins. Alaric, how did, how did swimming become a part of your life? Well, um, I've been doing it for an extremely, extremely long time now. Um, it came to be um, from my father, obviously. Um, I've told the story so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just started swimming in the backyard, and my dad just happened to see that um, his boys has potential in this uh, thing called swimming. Mm-hmm. And he decided to then enroll us into a club. And from there on, we just grew and grew from strings to strings. But funny enough, we actually didn't really enjoy swimming mm-hmm. um, from the start. We actually hated it because when we started off, there was never a facility for us to swim in mm-hmm. um, that was heated and indoors. So we were swimming through rain, through windstorms. <laughs> And it was really unpleasant for us as uh, young kids. So eventually we came across uh, this one heated facility that was based in Port Elizabeth. And ever since uh, we've discovered this, my father also realized that the only way to keep us in the sport was to make a plan to get us there. And we've been driving from Utenek to Port Elizabeth ever since. How often, Elod, how often would you go into Port Elizabeth? Um, we travel through to PE every single day, wow. uh, sometimes twice a day. Um, but having, having university in PE now has made things a little bit easier. Mm. So when we have to, when we have double sessions, we actually just travel through in the morning and then we do our, our session in the morning and then we have class obviously. And then after that, we have our second session, and then only come back home. So that, um, the fact that we have university in PE made it quite easy on the petrol for us. It, it's a very busy life. And I asked this of our, of our second guest on the program today, fitting, fitting a life amongst training, uh, amongst studying. How do you manage to get that all together, Alary? Well, it is definitely challenging. Um, it even uh, made us change our course in the beginning. Um, we were studying mechanical engineering in the beginning. And um, the schedule was a bit too hectic. Not that we couldn't manage the work, but Mm. um, the time that we had for classes was just uh, conflicting with the times we had for our training. So we decided that we were going to change course because we weren't ready to give up swimming just yet. So we decided to change to building engineering. So that's what we are studying now. We are currently in our final year. Okay. And how's it going? How's the course, uh, now that you're in lockdown, Alad, are you managing to get the courses done? Yes, um, we're doing online courses and things. Um, we've got slides and online learning. Mm. So we try our best to keep up to date with that. But um, during this lockdown, funny enough, we haven't had any tests or assignments or courses or anything yet mm. from our lecturers. So we're waiting upon that for, yeah, 
All right, which means, uh, Alaric, you've had time for training, or have you not? Well, it has definitely been, um, this lockdown period has definitely had challenges. Obviously, I'm going from training at least two hours in the water every day sure. to training no hours in the water at all <laughs> since lockdown has wow. started. Mm. But we have been um, trying to keep up with, keep our fitness up with um, home exercises and whatever we can do at home. And amongst all this uh, this negativity, um, I must say that this lockdown period has really um, sparked some intuitive thinking, in a sense, because um, we've had the opportunity to partner with one of our closest friends um, to bring or give back to athletes in a sense, um, which we are currently working on a big project um, that we started this during this lockdown, mm-hmm. um, in which we were going to we trying to value the athletes and coaches. Okay, um, if you could just hold that thought for a second, we're just going to take a quick ad break, and we'll talk about that. That's uh, fascinating. We're going to find out a little bit more about that, and also about uh, how they're going to. Uh, aim for the Olympic Games now. Everything's been put on hold. You can imagine what's uh, so just like all of us. Life has been put on hold. They know they have Olympic Games to qualify for. We're going to chat to them a little bit later on. Alaric and Alal Bassan is our guest this hour. Hashtag SFM Sport Tracks. Alaric and uh, Alaric and Alal Bassan, Olympics or well, hope, Olympic hopefuls. Uh, Alaric, you're telling us about your, your, your new app program that you got running? Yes, um, Obviously, having been in the sport for so, so many years um, and having achieved what I've achieved um, in my sport, having been a national and international athlete, I have experienced firsthand how athletes have been undervalued or undermined in during this time that I've been swimming. And so we as athletes, my brother and myself, together with a partner, have uh, came up with an idea and we thought that how best can us as athletes give back to other athletes? Because throughout all this time that we've been swimming, um, nothing has ever been done to value the athletes more, and all the athletes are complaining, but nothing has ever been done. Mm -hmm. So we have decided that we're going to develop an online platform where coaches and athletes could sell their experience and expertise at a value. And with this, with this platform, we also try to give the athlete an opportunity through our online series, mm-hmm. um, gain a passive income without hindrance to their the daily regime of being an athlete. Because we know that obviously being an elite athlete, it's, it's difficult to, to do other things. So we, we we try our best to to allow them to achieve some sort of income, mm. but at the same time focus fully on their goals and the ambitions that they have within this sport. When will this be available, Anna? We will um, be hoping to. You fight sorry. fight it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> <Either twins>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are looking towards um, launching the near future in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so for those people who are following us on social media and things, um, stay tuned for that. Okay, we'll get all those details towards the end of the uh, end of the interview. And it's it's aimed at 
sporting professionals, right? The way that they can use their talents more than just sport. Yes, yes. Um, I, we we aim to bridge the gap between pro athletes, intermediate athletes, uh, the growing athletes, as well as coaches and clients, mm. Mm. Um, because our platform will also allow for um, different federations or schools, etc., to to make to book coaches um, for private or public uh, events sure. or coaching yeah. yeah we were talking about this beginning of the of the show uh we were talking to dumasani chaka she's the national assistant netball coach and she's doing online programs training programs she's doing it for free at the moment so what you're saying is it's almost like that but make it make it a little fee and she could make some income from that yes 100 percent. okay makes sense now let's talk about qualifying for the olympic games gents alaric obviously you had sites uh you have competed at the world champs already you had sites in the olympic games life's been put on hold were, were you ready would, would you have set times have you would you have qualified yes well um it's extremely difficult to say that i would definitely have qualified but um all our training this year has um been targeted towards April this year. So April this year, I was supposed to be at my peak performance. And that's how the program has been um, set out. So having the Olympic Games um, postponed until next year has really been frustrating to me and obviously to all the other athletes. Mm. But I guess there's nothing we can do right now. And a lot of the times people say, well, you have now time to work harder and you have more time to work towards uh, the Olympic Games and make it more of a, a surety. But <laughs> it's extremely difficult to put in the work that we're supposed to be putting in when we don't have access to a swimming pool. Sure. So it's extremely difficult. So hopefully when, we, when the lockdown does get to a stage where we can access a swimming pool, we can start from all over again. Hopefully, hopefully, having done this little bit of workout at home will be sufficient enough. Ella, take us through what you're doing then. If there's no swimming pool, how does a swimmer train? At the moment, um, we are focusing mostly on upper body and um, body weight exercises. Um, we're lucky enough to have a few weights here, so we do do a bit of weight now and then. Mm. Um, so we do the basic, the basic. Um, exercises that one can do at home also um i don't think that this lockdown has been all bad in the sense that um it has given us more time to visualize our, our goals and uh prepare ourselves mentally for what what lies ahead um, as well as we have taken this time um to grow closer in our faith so every every day we have bible study and prayer so we're growing closer to god in a sense so that has been an upside for us in, in during this lockdown. Alaric, you're, you're talking, you, your program was aimed for April, which is great. Uh, now there's this there's this hold. You kind of, like you said, no, no idea when you're going to be able to get back in the pool. Uh, you know where the Olympic Games are, but you don't know the path to those Olympic Games. How do you, how do you keep on keeping on? Well, um, I just um, like to think back at all the work that I've put in over the years um it's been a extremely long journey for me um, and i've grown from nothing into basically what i am now so 
when I get discouraged, I just think I can't let it go <laughs> now. Like I can't just give up mm. on all this hard work that I've put in. So that's basically what's keeping me motivated, what's keeping me going. And obviously the, the desire to to achieve this goal that I've had in my mind for as long as I remember swimming and it being so close right now, I just feel like I have to carry on pushing. So that's what what's keeping me going. Alad, what sort of support do you guys have? You mentioned your dad was the one that pushed you to swimming. Yes, um, um, we have a, such a massive support system um, from family and friends. Um, my dad, I think, being the number one driving force. Um, my mother being the spiritual um, root in our family. Mm. So whenever we have any problems, we, we can speak about it to anyone. Um, but I think my massive support is obviously my brother. And I think he feels the same because um, I know where he came from. He knows where I came from. Mm. We've been on this journey for most of our life together. Um, we've grown together. We've represented together nationally, internationally. So I think the advice he gives me is what um, it, it draws, a cert- it carries a certain power. And I think that he feels the same as the advice that I give him when, even though I don't swim his stroke, he will still take the critiques and the advice I give him on the stroke that I don't swim. So I think that in that sense, we are each other's um, major support systems in in our sport. Alaric, I don't want to hear the good news stories. Your brothers, you're going to fight, surely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely we have our fights. We have a lot of fights, actually. Um, (laughs) But I think it's it's just because we are so competitive. Right. Um, we have to be competitive in our sport. So that carries on to our day-to-day lives as well. Mm-hmm. So in everything we do, we would com- compete, <laughs> whether it be in the gym, whether it be in the swimming pool, <laughs> whether it be in our schoolwork. So obviously there will be fights and arguments that mm-hmm. break out every now and again. <laughs> Uh, when do you look back and Alard, do you do do you watch back videos of of a yourself and b of of other swimming events and see what they do differently and and look at those underwater cameras all the time? Yes, no, hundred percent. Um, we like doing that um, time to time. Where we take our videos and analyze what we have done wrong. Mm. Um, we analyze where we can improve. We also analyze what what went right in the race. So. Yeah, I feel like it's more powerful um, or better in a sense to watch your own videos than to watch someone else's videos because um, I don't feel like someone else's someone else might have some strength in different aspects of the race where your strength may lie somewhere else. So now you're trying to adapt to someone else's technique or someone else's way of swimming. Mm. You're actually taking away from where you are strong in the water or during the race. Alaric, there was a worry in South African sports or South African swimming that once um, the, the old guard had moved on and retired, although they only went in the, in the early 30s, we didn't have this youth coming through. You two are an example of the youth that are coming through. We've got some great female swimmers that are coming through now as well. Would you say the sport is in a good position? I would definitely say that the sport is in a good position. Um, we have a lot of youngsters uh, that are extremely competitive um, and in the past we've always had a complaint about our women swimmers not uh, performing yes. 
but as of now, I can say that our women's swimmers are extremely strong at the moment, um, nationally and internationally. So I would say that the future of swimming in this country looks really promising. There's a lot to be done, Allard, in in South Africa. We've we've got so much potential. Don't have enough swimming pools, as you guys have explained. It's you got to drive for hours to be able to get to a swimming pool. Are things turning around, or are we going to be facing these same challenges in five years' time? Um, look, um, we've been swimming for so long, so and it's always been promised that things will turn around mm. and things happen. So I can't guarantee or say that things will turn around because we understand that swimming is not a, a televised sport uh, as much as rugby and other team sports. So the sponsorships and things that come with swimming is not as as glamorous or as great as what um, the rugby players or the, the sports who get airtime might get. So it's not something that I would say that will improve in the near future, but yeah, I think we are looking at at um, improving certain aspects of the sport. So, yeah. Alaric, is swimming a sport that the youth should take up? Can you please repeat the question? Is swimming a sport that the youth should take up if they can? I would say if you have a passion for it, if you have a goal, if you have the potential, then definitely go into it. But if you are looking to become famous or looking to become rich or wealthy <laughs> then stay away because then you're obviously in the wrong sport firstly and then i would say you're in it for the wrong reason as well you you're gonna you're gonna come out with with uh, prune fingers and you, <laughs> you're not gonna see the world and you just struggle to breathe for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, Ella, what's it like? I've always wanted to know this. Swimming has that whole starting ritual. You walk out, uh, you get onto those starting blocks. Everybody has their own ritual and things. What's it like on that block just before the buzzer goes? Um, it depends on, on the race, obviously. Um, when it comes to an, a national final, uh, when when the uh, stands are full and mm. And the stadium is dead quiet. Then, when there was so cold and everyone goes dead quiet, you get that rush to your heart. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's quite nerve-wracking. But as soon as you dive in and into that water, then all the nerves are gone, and you yeah. just do your thing. Can you hear the crowd in the water? Yes, you can. Um, especially on the on the way back when everyone is everyone starts um, applauding and going crazy because yeah. the race is coming close to an end. So. Yeah, the stadium can sometimes erupt into some madness. So, <laughs> Alaric, you swim the breaststroke. So when when the head comes out, there's that whistle. There's always the one guy that whistles when the head comes out. Do you hear that? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. There's always that one insanely loud whistle <laughs> coming from the crowd, and it's always someone's coach. Yes. But I can clearly say it's not my coach, definitely not my coach. <laughs> my coach is more of a quiet guy. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you mentioned your mother being the, the spiritual support. Does she go and support you guys when you compete? No, she does. She, she used to support us when we were younger. Mm -hmm. She still supports us, but um, obviously now that we can drive ourselves and um, attend the meets ourselves, she's not at, at the meets as often as she 
probably would have liked to be or yeah. as often as she did in the past. But they still support us extremely mm-hmm. a lot. And the the greatest in swimming was Chad Leclerc's dad. Do you remember though when he when he won what was the yeah. Olympic Games? <laughs> yeah, that's those those are the moments you live for as young boys, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. Definitely is. Okay, Allard, uh, obviously this, this new business venture you guys are going into, hopefully that's successful, uh, and the training. What else are you doing to keep yourselves occupied? Uh, now, during the lockdown, um, we have been doing all kinds of things. Um, we've been painting. <laughs> we've been gardening, planting, <laughs> um, playing a lot of checkers and games, and yeah, all sorts of things to keep ourselves busy. Because we we used to having a fast lifestyle, mm. and this is totally different uh, to what we used to. So we're trying to make deal with what we have at home. Jens, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Let's get some social media details. Alaric, starting with you, how do we find out where you are and what you're doing? Um, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook um, at Alaric Basson. That's it. A-L, Alaric. Sorry, I've been saying your name wrong all the time. Alaric Basson. Yeah. Uh, double S-O-N. And you, Alard? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Alard Basson. Uh, and you can also follow our joint account um, on, on Instagram mm-hmm. at Basson Twins. Basson yeah. Twins. All right, yeah. and work your way from there. Gents, it's been great. Sorry for mispronouncing your name the whole time. Alaric and Alard, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, from uh, Alaric and Alard Basson. You can follow them as you heard on Instagram, Alaric Basson and at Alard Basson. Or you can go follow them on the Instagram together at Basson Twins. That's B A S S O N Twins. You're with SAFM.